Hello, welcome to Bible study with Garo. I'm so thankful that you took time to listen to God's word and just connect with him. We are currently reading the book of Acts and what God is doing in the early church. For those of you who have been listening to every single episode, you already know where we are in the story. We just finished covering in Spanish with Yolanda Pereira, my mom, but also the youth pastor on Acts 3 and all the things that God and the Holy Spirit did, the authority that we have, how God is always with us and always protecting us. And the Holy Spirit is just guiding us and how he guided the early church. Today for this episode, we are going to be focusing on Acts 4. Four, and we also have a special guest in this one. But before I get ahead of myself, I ask that you join us in prayer so that way we can get into it fully and have the Holy Spirit guide us through this reading and let us know what it is that he wants us to learn and hear from God. So if you can please join me wherever it is in your living room, in your car, just call on the Holy Spirit so that way we can really understand and hear his voice clearly. Thank you, God, for giving us another day of life, God. Thank you for providing life, God, to us. Thank you for calling us to be your children, God. And for those that you are calling in this moment, I ask that they hear your word, that they hear you and they turn to you and part from their sins, God, and repent and call out to you, claiming for you to be their God, their Lord, their King. God, we put this episode, this podcast in your hands and this reading in your hands. God, we ask that your Holy Spirit um, come to this place and fill the atmosphere, not only here in our studio, God, but also in the vehicles where people are listening, God, in their kitchens, in the rooms, in the gym, wherever it is that they are, God. Fill the room around them with your presence, God, and help us understand your word because you are the one who influenced every single one of these things, God. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. All right, so I said that we have a special guest with us today, and I'm gonna let him take over. Hello, my name is Sebastian. Um, I am the Banderas ministry leader. I'm also a part of New Hope Youth, and I'm just very excited to be here and kind of dive deep into Acts chapter four. It's gonna be great. Awesome. Um, so for those who do not know us personally, Um, Sebastian is a high school student here in Arizona. Um, what high school do you go to? I go to Tolleson High School. He goes to Tolleson High School. Uh, he was QB on the football team, although they didn't do very well. And if you're a football team player or your kid is a football team player at Tolleson High School, I'm sorry, but the season kind of sucked. Um, but the Lord still loves them. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's, what's some other stuff that you do besides church? Um... I love watching sports. Like I'm very big on sports. Mm. I I just love to um, interact with people. I love learning about people. And honestly, I'm just trying to get better and learn more about the word of God. So yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so we're gonna get started on the reading. Okay, so the title of This part is called Peter and John before the Sanhedrin. The priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came up to Peter and John while they were speaking to the people. They were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was 
evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who heard the message believed. So the number of men who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers and the elders, the teachers and the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. Anas, the high priest, was there. And so were Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and others of the high priest family. They had Peter and John brought before them and began to question them. By what power or what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, of, of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. When they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. But since they could see the man who had been healed standing there with them, there was nothing they could say. So they ordered them to withdraw from the Sanhedrin and then conferred together. What are we going to do with these men? They asked. Everyone living in Jerusalem knows that they performed a notable sign and we cannot deny it. But to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn them to speak no longer to anyone in this name. Then they called them in again and commanded them to not speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Which is right in God's eyes, to listen to you or to him? You be the judges. As for us, we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. After further threats, they let them go. They could not decide how to punish them because all the people were praising God for what had happened. For the man who was miraculously healed was over 40 years old. On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth rise up and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place they were meeting was shaken, and they all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own but they shared everything they had with great power the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the lord jesus and god's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that they were no needy persons among them from time to time those who owned land or houses sold them brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles feet and it was distributed to anyone who had need joseph a levite from Cyprus, 
whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sold a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Wow. Okay, so there's definitely a lot there to unpack. But before getting into the unpacking portion of it, um, this is where this is the consequence of Peter and John's authority and the power that the Holy Spirit gave them to heal the crippled man who couldn't walk. Um, in episode prior to this episode three, um, when it was in Spanish, we were talking about or learning about the crippled man who was outside of the temple called Beautiful. And when Peter and John came to him, he got he looked at them and he got excited asking for money and expecting money. But then Peter said, I don't have money to give you, but what I do have, I will give you get up and walk. And then Peter extended his hand and picked up the the crippled man. And we were going into how the crippled man, how Peter had to pick up the crippled man because the crippled man didn't obey the words, get up and walk. Peter had to extend his hand and actually pick him up in order to walk. And how many times we don't obey the word of life that's given to us. So people around us, or that's why it's so vital to have people around us to lift us up. So that way their faith brings us the miracle. All right, so this is a consequence of all of that that happened. And Peter and John are called before the Sanhedrin. Sebastian. Um, I think in verse two, it's awesome because it says they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So um, I feel like it says they were greatly disturbed talking about the leaders um, of the Sanhedrin. And it's awesome because these men you know peter and john disciples of jesus they were they were ordinary men who were not schooled who were not they didn't peter was a fisherman exactly yeah and and it's just awesome how how god can use people like that how ordinary people with no schooling with no like high education to do great things for him it says in first corinthians 1 27 through 29 instead god chose things the world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise Mm. and he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful god chose things despised by the world things counted as nothing at all and used them to bring to nothing what the world considered important as a result no one can ever boast in the presence of god Mm. so it kind of like it kind of damaged their self-esteem i feel like Mm -hmm. damaged the leader's self-esteem and like oh who are these guys who do they think they are but in reality, these are men working like in the presence of God. Like they are, they're doing great things for the Lord. And, and these people blinded don't understand that. So I just think that's awesome how, you know, we might think of ourselves as one way, but God's like, no, I, I need you. I need you to, to spread my message. And, and you are very valuable to mm-hmm. me. And, and as much as we tell ourselves like, no, like, I don't have what this person has and and I can't do this because I don't have this in my possession, but God uses us with what we have. That's right. You know, that 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 really reminds me or or makes me think maybe the Sanhedrin as being the, the holiest of holiest, according to the law and according to religion, they were religious leaders and they're seeing like these men who don't follow religion, who have a relationship with Christ and they're. I feel like there was a sense of jealousy, but also their reputation being damaged because if these holy men can't do the miracles that these 
supposedly in the eyes of the religious leaders are unholy or not worthy and these guys can do it they were probably like that's making us look bad in our reputation because instead of coming to us they're gonna go to them right and especially in front of a big crowd of people yes in the past chapter it talks how like a crowd was formed Mm -hmm. when peter was talking to the people and yeah and like in front of an entire crowd these men were like greatly disturbed so it was like you know they felt like their reputation was being or like embarrassment embarrassed yeah yeah because they weren't able to do it yeah Uh, along with the verse that you shared like definitely we can see that god chooses the unqualified and the unskilled to make them qualified and skilled in him exactly and it's something that i was sharing earlier um when i was opening the service or when i was doing the offering god wants you to have nothing so he can give you everything and all glory be to him exactly and i think it's awesome how he uses the ones who are in at the lowest of the Mm -hmm. pole because when if i feel like us as being natural sinners like if we are already in a position of success as seen by the world Mm -hmm. and we and god uses us or like we we think that once we are at a higher success, once we are, you know, at a higher level, we we praise ourselves mm-hmm. maybe instead of instead of recognizing that when we were at the lowest point, God decided to use us and he had no obligation to. But That's right. Out of love, he brought us to where we need to be and he brought us to where we're supposed to be. Yeah, that's real good. Yeah, I love um, also in verse eight. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who was lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Yep. It's awesome because... The, the like the faith of Peter and John mm-hmm. here is just it's awesome like such an example because if we were if they were just other people they they wouldn't see Jesus as like God right yeah. they wouldn't see they wouldn't see Jesus as the one who healed these men they would probably praise themselves as well mm-hmm. but knowing knowing that Jesus was raised from the dead they were they knew it was it was Jesus and also Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit so um it, it wasn't, wasn't him by talking. Their strength. It, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't Peter talking either. Paul also says in First Corinthians that um, his it's not his wise words and his persuasive words. It is a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Yep. So you know this isn't this the entire chapter. It is not Peter talking. I, it's the Holy Spirit talking through Peter. That's why towards the end it says, and they were able to speak boldly. Exactly because they prayed for boldness. They prayed um, that they prayed to God to give them boldness and courage and i feel like that's that's how we should be as well you know when and we can see also um a lesson i feel like that can be learned from this entire chapter is to no matter what um circumstance you're in or situation you're in to always first of all pray right because they didn't stop praying right they kept on praying they kept on talking um to god and preaching the name of jesus at the same time of being um being in some sort of hostility right yeah they were being threatened they were they were put into jail but they didn't stop praying they didn't stop asking the holy spirit for 
guidance and for boldness and for courage because that's what we're supposed to do right we're supposed to pray in all circumstances no matter what for courage and for wisdom um to allow the holy spirit to guide us yeah i like that later on after peter says like it's not by our strengths it's by the power of jesus name Mm -hmm. and then the sanhedrin um they're like okay you can go preach just don't preach in jesus name exactly and even they knew the power of the name of jesus and even the demons know the power of the name of jesus Mm -hmm. but how come is it that we as believers sometimes doubt that there's even power in jesus name Mm. because i and i feel this super personal um my husband and i are currently searching for a home and those of you who have been listening since episode one i mean y'all know um everything that's happened but we our our pastor was bringing these um wonderful wonderful sermons and one of them was like god's strategies and saying that god has a strategy for every situation in your life you just have to ask him what the strategy is right so while we're doing this home search god tells us that the strategy that he wants us to do is simply to declare and believe in the authority and the power that jesus name has amen and we went to go see this house and we were declaring like for the whole week before putting the offer like the power of jesus name and then we didn't get the house (laughs) and i was like but god you told me that that's the strategy i have to do and that's the enemy the enemy comes and he's like he gave you the strategy and the strategy didn't work so there is no power in jesus name exactly and the enemy will try to do that and try to attack the strategy that god gave you but you god is the god of completion and if he told you that's the strategy then you got to follow through and i feel like here they were like okay you can go preach just don't do it in jesus name and that's not in completion Mm -hmm. god does everything in completion and that's why they were like no yeah. Who am I supposed to listen to? To you or to God? Because God's telling me to do it in Jesus' name. So what makes more sense? Exactly. Right? It's and going back to God's strategy, us us as as humans, we're not meant to understand God's ways. Yep. We're not meant to know what God, um, what God is thinking or what his what he's gonna do next. Right. Mm-hmm. We're just called to obey. Yep. And it's awesome because later on in the chapter, when when the apostles were receiving you know money from people that would sell sell their land or houses they would put it to the apostles feet and it's awesome because we're not we don't always god's plan sometimes doesn't make sense yeah i feel like it never does yeah exactly (laughs) god's plan doesn't always make sense and we're not called to try to figure out what his plan is or Mm -hmm. what his next move is we're just called to obey and when we when we follow that obedience that god has called us to he's got us in in every circumstance because it says here um in verse? verse 34 it says and god and god's grace was so powerfully at work in them all that they were there was no needy person among them so although they were called from nothing maybe mm-hmm. they still had everything they needed yep because it wasn't they weren't meant to know what god had for them yeah because it says you know it says i think in also in first corinthians <laughs> that um who knows the ways of the lord or who knows the thoughts of the lord so as to instruct them like none of us do yeah none of us know what god's plans are or what god's 
intentions are, but we know that it's for good. And he will yes. He will give us everything that we need. Yeah, because he says, my ways are not your ways. And my thoughts are not your thoughts. Yeah. Exactly. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Um, The biggest, for me at least, the biggest thing that impacted me in this chapter is in verse 13. It says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they lo- and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Mm. At first, at first, like when I first read it, I was like, okay, well, they just saw them as Jesus's followers. But when I started to understand that there was a big crowd among them, mm-hmm. there was a lot of people there, but these guys were distinguished as mm. being followers of Jesus. Yeah. Makes me think like, how, how distinguished am I as a follower Ooh, of Jesus? That's good. Who... Am I able to be picked out from the crowd as saying, oh, this kid's different. Mm -hmm. This guy's different. And, you know, obviously it's not for other people to to distinguish me. But then I start to think, can God distinguish me as his child? Yeah. By the way that I act, by the way that I live, not just um, by the way that I compose myself at church or at school, but at home when I'm alone. Yeah. When nobody's there watching me, it's like, is God able to, to... see me as his child still yeah you know and i think that's awesome because it says they were unschooled they were ordinary men and these leaders that are supposed that are that are schooled that did go to school um that were taught about you know the exactly the law um they were astonished and saw that these guys were jesus's followers so it's like as a christian having a relationship with christ should you know, our actions should be able and the way that we compose ourselves should be um, a mirror of Jesus, yeah. should mirror how how Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that's awesome because that sets the bar of like, that sets the example for me mm-hmm. as to like, okay, well, if I truly am a follower of Jesus as I say I am, I shouldn't be cussing. I yeah. shouldn't be listening to secular music. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't be you know doing these things that the world does yeah you know i should be set aside yeah and that i mean you haven't heard pastor's message yet but in first service and it's the same message yeah he was sharing that we are salt and we have to be the salt and we have to be the light yes yes i literally have that written down too that we are the salts of the world like we it's not always going to be pretty but Mm -hmm. the message needs to be sent out and yeah. the message needs to be given. And like the disciples, like Peter and John, were faced with trials, were faced with like, hey, uh, they were threatened. They were like, yeah. hey, you better not be, don't preach the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Do what you want, but don't say the name of Jesus. And what do they do? Did they stay quiet? No, they kept preaching. And they kept they kept um, doing the Lord's will. And I they feel like- They kept obeying. Exactly, they kept obeying. And then obviously at the end of the chapter, we can see that it all works out fine because- in the end, the Lord gives us everything that we need. Yes, He fulfills all our needs. Exactly. That's so good. Um, I really hope that this episode really spoke to you in one way or another. I mean, God is always calling us, but it has to be to a point where like, we hear Him clearly and we can answer and we can obey. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us. And remember, God is always calling you. When are you going to say yes? Amen. God bless you guys. Take care.